Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Wow, what a great day to serve the Lord, isn't it? You know, I was uh, thinking about prayer because that's what we're talking about. So, of course, I am going to be thinking about it. But, man, a lot of those, a lot of those statements were so powerful, were they not? I really like the one by uh, John Wesley that said, prayer is where the action is. You know, and, and that's true. We do everything else first, and then we, as a last resort, we go to prayer. And in reality, we should go to prayer first, in the middle, and at the end. Because if prayer is anything to us, it's everything to us. I was, I was out, uh, decided the other day I was going to watch a movie at home, because if you ask me to go to the movies, I think we go to the movies on an average of about 0.375 per year. That's about one every three years. We don't go very often. So, so we, anyway, I decided I wanted to watch a movie. I, I, I didn't want to think about anything. I didn't want to do anything. I, I wanted to, to watch uh, something that would make me feel good, and, and I've watched Hoosiers for about, I don't know, 125 times, so I thought I might give another movie a chance. And so I was looking through all of the movies on, on, on demand, and, and I noticed something. Almost all the new movies deal with superheroes. Have you noticed that? You have Batman, Superman, uh, Doctor Strange, Captain Underpants. <laughs> I mean, all of these superheroes. And I thought, man, there's a lot of people that are wanting to be superheroes. And then it dawned on me. Wow, I'm, this Sunday I'm going to be standing in front of a whole crowd of people that are superheroes and they don't even know it. Here's the amazing thing, when, when, you, t when you read the stories, and because I know, because I, I used to read comic books all the time, and then, then I quit last year, um, but, but in, in the movies, in the comic books, you know, there's always a superhero, he doesn't know he's a superhero, he doesn't know, and then all of a sudden, through some strange coincidence, he discovers this power that he has and doesn't understand what the power is and then he discovers what it is and then he has to develop that power and then after he develops that power he has to determine if he's going to use it or not use it that's every superhero movie that you've ever seen right there every one of them has to discover they have this this power, they have to learn how to use this power, and then they have to decide if they're going to use this power. Do you realize that you are a super hero? Because God has given you a superpower. Each and every one of us have a superpower, and it's called prayer. Prayer is an amazing thing, that, and it accomplishes great things. Great things happen when God's people begin to pray. Abraham prayed and became the father of many nations. Moses prayed, and God's people were spared. Joshua prayed, and the sun stood still. Elijah prayed, and a dead boy was brought to life. 
David prayed and had his kingdom restored to him. Solomon prayed and was given the wisdom of God. Nehemiah prayed and a city was reborn. Jeremiah prayed and nations fell. Zechariah prayed and a barren womb was opened. Simeon prayed and saw the salvation of God. The disciples prayed and turned the world upside down. The church prayed and Peter was released from prison and Jesus prayed and brought salvation to all of us. Prayer does amazing things. Prayer. Prayer does amazing things. I'm going to say that again just because I like it. Great things happen when people pray. And here's the good news. Are you ready for this? Don't you love good news? Here's the good news. Prayer is for everyone. Prayer is for everyone. We can have great results when we pray. Now, you may not be able to, to speak in front of people. You may not be able to sing. You may not be able to play instruments. And uh, There's a lot of things that we may not be able to do as well as other people. But one thing I have discovered, that each and every one of us are given 24 hours every single day. And we get to choose how we spend those hours. And we can spend as much or as little time in prayer as we choose. Prayer is for anybody that is willing to learn. See, the Scripture tells us that we can boldly come before the throne of grace. That we no longer have to, to go through a priest to, to go into the holiest of holies and and, and the most holy place and, and, and offer sacrifices for us. Paul said it this way. He said, don't you know that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? In other words, that you are the holiest of holies. You are the place where the presence of God dwells and lives. And, and I love it when we come together as a group of people. And I, and I love the synergy that happens when we begin to sing and lift up the name of the Lord. And we begin to study His Word together. But you don't have to wait to get to church to pray. You are the temple of God in the world. Wherever you go, God goes. If you want to see God shine in your community, start walking around in your community. Because where you are, there's where God is. Because you are the temple of God. Wow. Think about that. You are the temple of God. And we can come before the throne of God and ask Him anything. James said, you don't have because you just don't ask. And we ask in prayer. Prayer does amazing things. Here's what, here's what James tells us about prayer. He said, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That's in, in James 5, 16. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That word righteous, is, it just simply means in right standing with God. If you want your prayers to be powerful and effective, you need to be in right standing with God. Number one, you have to know Him. You have to know Him as your Lord and Savior. But it's the word used here describes a little more than just knowing Him for your salvation. It's coming in alignment 
It's coming in alignment with his thoughts and his purpose and his plan. It's being in alignment with what he wants to do in your life and not what you want to do in your life. Well, I'm going to say that one again. I think that that one hit me a little bit, so if it's going to hit me, it's going to hit you. See, being a righteous person is doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord, and what's right in the eyes of the Lord is, is being in right relationship with Him, that we're not fighting with God about what we want versus what He wants, but we are submitted to His will. If you want powerful, effective prayers, then submit yourself to the will of the Lord. Even when it's difficult. Jesus praying in the garden for us was not easy. And yet he submitted himself and brought salvation to all. Allow yourself to be in right standing with the Lord. Allow yourself to, to, not, to not allow your, your nature, our, our, our worldly nature, to interfere. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 3. He said, I wanted to, to feed you milk, but I, I wanted to feed you to meat, but, but I can only give you milk because you're still human. You're not walking in the Spirit. You're not being spiritual. You're not thinking spiritually. You're not acting spiritually. You're not praying spiritually. And he was talking to them about the, the you know, some thought that they wanted uh, Peter and some wanted Apollos and some wanted Paul. And he said, why are you debating all of these things? Don't you realize that we all belong to God? And that all belong to him and all these guys are for your benefit. Here's what he was trying to say to us and to the church in Corinth. Walk in the Spirit. Allow the Spirit to have control of your mind and your heart and your passions. Bring those other thoughts into captivity. And allow the Lord to, to be first and foremost in, in what you think and what you say and how you act and where you go and what you do. And when you do that, you... You become that righteous person because you have submitted your will to His and there is nothing that can hinder your prayers. I know as, as a pastor, I get up early and I leave the house on Sunday morning because my wife and I never argue at all, hardly. Don't ask my children. Uh, but if there's going to be something wrong, if, some, if there's going to be some kind of quarrel in the family, it doesn't matter who it is, it's going to be on Sunday morning. You ever notice that? You know why? Because when you are quarreling with somebody, it hinders your prayers. And you cannot be effective. We, Nancy and I understand that. We understand that that's one of the ways the adversary tries to not just attack our family, but every family. Because he tries to get you out of right relationship. Stay in right relationship. Paul said, uh, James said this, The righteous man is powerful and effective. High energy plus great output equals great results. Prayer has to be something that is focused. It is intense. 
Jesus, praying in the garden, prayed until, as it were, great drops of blood poured from his, from his brow. And I'm not saying that we need to pray with such intensity, but I will say that, that a, a simple, nonchalant prayer may make us feel good, but if we really want to understand uh, what a powerful and effective prayer is, if we really want to have prayers that, that are meaningful and that get the ear of God, then you and I have to get to the place that we become intense in our prayer, that we get focused in our prayer, that we get beyond what we know about prayer today and we go deeper and, and stronger and closer to God in prayer. Because if prayer is anything, it's everything. Because we have been given this great, powerful weapon, tool. But we must learn how to use it. And that's the great thing. Elijah had to learn how to use and be in right relationship with God. Prayer is a learned art. Elijah had to learn how to pray. James said that, that the prayer of a righteous man avails much. And he said Elijah was a human being even as we are. He was just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain for three and a half years. Wow. And then again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. But the focus is he was just like us, but he learned how to pray. He didn't come from his mother's womb with the knowledge of how to pray. He learned how to pray. And we are just like him and he is just like us. We have to learn how to pray. I'm going to say this about myself and and, and if it hurts you, you can just, just say, okay, well, it's the pastor. But I'll be honest, if, if my prayer life is the same today as it was last year, then I'm not being effective in my prayer. Because prayer, as the video said, our number one, our primary goal in prayer is to get close to God. And if my prayer life is the same as it was last year's, that means I know the Lord the same today as I did last year. And I don't want to know Him the same today as I know Him last year. I want to know Him in a more intimate, personal way every single day. I want to draw closer to Him. I want to know Him. I want my heart to beat in cadence with His. I want to be able to, when I get on my knees feel his presence and I want him to be able to speak to my heart and help me understand what to pray for and how to pray I want to know him prayer if to be effective is a learned art we have to learn to hear from God. Samuel had to recognize, learn to recognize God's voice. Abraham had to learn to trust God's voice. The disciples had to learn how to pray. And in fact, when the disciples uh, heard Jesus praying in Luke 11:1, 1, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And we, we've 
looked at that passage of Scripture that they weren't just saying, okay, Lord, we, we've never had prayer before. We don't know what this is. They knew how to pray. But when they saw Jesus pray, when they heard the prayer of, of Christ and they felt the intensity and the fervor in his prayers, they realized that he, Jesus' prayers were different than their prayers and they said, Lord, teach us to pray like that. Can you imagine hearing Jesus pray? Jesus was a man of prayer. He prayed before dawn and in a desert pray place in Mark 1 and in the wilderness in Luke 5 on the Mount of Transfiguration in Luke 9. He prayed for Peter. He prayed for his disciples in Luke 22. He prayed in the garden. Jesus was a man of prayer. He was always in prayer. And to pray like Christ, to pray like Christ, and just as a review, when the disciples looked at him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, they looked at Jesus and said, you're the Lord, we surrender all to you, and if you really want to be effective in prayer, if I want to be effective in prayer, then I must learn to take all of my cares and give them to him. See, because as long as I keep those uh, those those problems or those issues or those life situations in my hands, they're mine. But if I give them to the Lord, they belong to Him. And if I put them in His hands and allow Him to work them out, then I'm allowing Him to be Lord. And I'm not tying His hands by working in my life. Number one, make him Lord. The second thing is, when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach means to instruct. You, you're training somebody. There, there are a variety of different ways to teach. And when I was teaching school, I preferred an empty classroom. All, this, all the teachers say, Amen. Well, when you're, when you're teaching, you can teach by rote memory, just making them re recite it over and over and over and over and over again. Or you can teach from a lecture style out of a textbook, and you can teach that way. Uh, you can teach by example, by, by leading somebody. Or you can teach by doing, hands-on, a kinesthetic more approach. There's a lot of different ways that you can teach. And Jesus uses a variety of different ways to teach. But I've discovered something about the Lord. And it always deals in this concept. When Jesus teaches us, he uses our circumstances to teach us how to pray. When Jesus wants you to learn patience, which we never pray for, because we know tribulation develops patience, but when we need patience. He brings circumstances in our lives that help us learn patience. When we need to learn how to give, He puts situations in our lives that help us learn how to give. When we need to learn how to love our neighbor as ourself, He will put a rotten scoundrel in your life. 
or who we think is a rotten scoundrel in our life. Somebody that is really annoying, somebody that, that you look at and you say, oh, I don't think I could ever love this person. And God puts them in your life and says, here you go. Learn to love. See, he doesn't, he doesn't say, poof, here you go, now you're loving your neighbor. He gives us the opportunity to love. And the only way we can overcome ourselves and really begin to love people as, as, as we love ourselves is through the intimacy of prayer. See, because prayer changes us more than it changes anything else. You know, for a long time, I would, I would pray, God, would you change this person? God, would you change this person? And then I realized one day in prayer that they weren't the one that needed to be changed. It was me. Wow. Prayer works. Prayer is a learned art. Jesus uses circumstances to, to uh, get us to that place. Prayer requires then, if Jesus is, is teaching us, then prayer requires a student-teacher relationship. Any, any teachers in here ever taught a class or anything? Sports, anything like that? There's two types of students. Those that want to learn and those that feel like they've already learned everything there is to know. Those that feel like they know everything already cannot be taught. You try to teach them, you try to explain to them, but it goes in one ear and out the other because their filter of life is based on, I know everything. And, and it's hard to teach them. But the student that really doesn't know everything, understands they don't know everything, even is a little concerned and worried and anxious that they don't know everything, but has a desire to learn. That's the student that will excel. And usually, they are the ones that really just don't know how smart they really are. The same is true in prayer. If I think I know everything there is about prayer, I am not going to grow in prayer. But let's break it down just a little bit. What is prayer? Well, prayer is communication with God. So for me to say I know everything there is about prayer is to say I know everything there is to know about God. I don't think any of us can say we know everything there is to know about God. So it really comes down to that I need to have that student-teacher relationship. That I need to look to the Lord and say, Lord, teach me to pray. I'm willing to learn. And as he brings circumstances in, in my life, I will pray uh, through them and for them. But God has to be the teacher. We have to be the student. And here's the amazing thing about prayer. Are you ready for this? And you say, well, you know, that whole list of people that you, that you read off, 
they all heard from God and they acted on it. Yeah, they did. They prayed about what God told them because they trusted God. God, God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, leave your, your, your father and mother and all your family and I'm going to take you to a place where, where, where I am going to give you. And go, later on, he tells him that your descendants are going to be as the sand of the sea or the stars in the sky. And Abraham is looking and said, wow, that's amazing. And what does Abraham do? Every time Abraham goes someplace, the very first thing he does is builds an altar and then he sets up his tent. The very first thing God, Abraham always did was pray. He believed God. He heard God's voice, believed, and began to pray and ask God how to accomplish what God had told him. And you say, well, that was good for them, but what has God told us? I'm so glad you asked. Scripture tells us, ask for the nations and I'll give it. Go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. Not you might, but you will. Make disciples. Ask and you will be, and it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. The Lord is inviting us into this amazing thing called prayer. And he has given us so many promises in the word of God. Things that he said, pray for these and I'm going to give them to you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. It says John Wesley said, man... Prayer is where the action is. If you want to see things change in your life, begin to pray. If you want to see your family come to Christ, begin to pray. If you want to see your neighborhood uh, turn to the Lord, begin to pray. If you're having difficulty in your marriage, begin to pray. If you're having trouble with your children, begin to pray. Pray because the Lord said, if you ask, I'm going to give you an answer. Prayer, if it's anything, it is everything to us. And can I, can I just share something with my heart as the, as the band is, is coming back? I think there's a lot of things that are really, really right with, with the church. Not, I'm not talking about this church. Because this church, I, I've told you, you have the Mary Poppins syndrome. You're practically perfect in every way. But church in general in the U.S. is declining. And it disturbs me. It, it challenges me. And, and I've looked at it and studied it and, and carefully viewed all the, the, the data. And, 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 and as I look at the church in America, there's one thing that I see us not doing that we used to do, and that is prayer. Prayer. The church was birthed on the day of Pentecost in prayer. Read through the book of Acts. Everything is saturated in prayer prayer. And the Lord says, give me the desires of your heart. 
boldly come before the throne of grace. Wow. I'm going to ask you a question. Is there something you've been praying for, or you've been wishing for, or you've been dreaming of in your life? Some, maybe, maybe it has to do with your family, maybe it has your career. I don't know what it is. But you have thought about it, maybe you've even prayed a little bit about it. But you've been trying to fix it your own way. Through your own intellect, through your own understanding. I'm going to challenge you to do something. I want to challenge you to quit trying to fix things that you can't fix on your own. And do what the scripture says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's a promise out of the word of God that if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and begin to intercede and pray and ask God to direct your path, he is going to direct your path. He is going to take the problems that you're facing and he is going to work them out. And he will more than likely work them out in a way that you haven't even begun to think of because God's ways are above our ways and and the way God wants to do it is perfect. Maybe you've just been coasting by with God trying to to get through and, and you've been playing not to lose. Wow. Today is not the day to play not to lose. It's the day to play to win. I like to win. If we're playing board games at the house, we're going to play until I win. So they know if they want to go to bed early, they let me win. Because I like to win. I like that feeling. I, I want to I be victorious. And, and the thing is, if, if in my life or in my family's life, I want them to be victorious. I was uh, doing a little yard work yesterday, and I was just considering the life and about everything there is in life. And, and I had this epiphany, and I, I walked in and, and told Nancy, I said, you know, I was out working and I was looking around and I, I was thankful for the house and thankful for all the things God does and has done. But nothing, nothing is important other than seeing my family and friends and loved ones make heaven. There is nothing more important than seeing souls born into the kingdom of heaven. It hit me. Wow. Maybe you need some clarity of understanding about life, that that the things that we do in life are just kind of like weighing in on you, and you just want to get beyond that, and you want to live the purpose that God has for you, to be set free from the mundane and be able to live and walk in the Spirit of God. Wow, that will happen. It begins and, and it continues and ends through prayer, connecting with God, going deeper all the time. If you're here today and, and, and God is speaking to your heart and saying, you know, 
I have, I have a situation, or I just want to grow deeper with God. I want to be able to not only hear His voice, but understand exactly what He is speaking to me. Maybe you're just tired of, of struggling with the issues of life, and you want to be able to walk freely in the Spirit of God and feel that joy and that peace and that comfort that comes through knowing that you know that you know that you know that you're in right relationship with Him. Wow. If yet is you. Maybe you just want a closer walk with him. If you're here today and you say, God, I want more, and I understand it's going to come through prayer, I don't want you to hesitate. I just simply want you to stand where you are and say, Lord, you have given me the opportunity. You have given me this thing, this great thing called prayer where I can talk to you and I can be as close to you as I am willing to go. If you're here today and you want that and you want God to be in charge and you want to hear his voice, I want you to stand right where you're at. Would you pray with me? Father, we are here today. because of the work of the cross. It was that sacrifice that opened up an opportunity for us to, to come into your presence free from sin. But Lord, you offer so much more. You offer promises uh, that you will bless our lives. You offer promises that you will give us answers to problems in our life. Lord, you said that you would be a friend that stays closer than a brother. You are always there. And you've given us an opportunity to walk in your spirit, to walk in your very presence, to, to fill your presence at all times in our life. And So Lord, we ask today That whether it's a circumstance in our life, whether it's the situations of life, whether it's our own understanding, Lord, we put it at your feet. And we say we want to draw closer to you. We want to walk with you. We want to play to win. We want to be victorious in this thing called life. We want to not only be victorious, but more than a victor through you. So Lord, we're not going to wait until your return. Father, we ask today that you would put a desire for prayer in our hearts and in our lives. That, that prayer would transform us. That prayer would draw us closer to you. That we would learn, Lord Jesus, how to pray. That we would draw closer to you every day in prayer. So Father, have a perfect work in our lives. Transform us, Lord Jesus. Let us be known as men and women of prayer. And Lord, we start today by surrendering our lives to you. We are yours. Our thoughts, our will, our way, everything about us, everything that we do, everything we say, everything that we have, it's all been given by you and we give it back to you. Father, we pray Teach us, teach us how to pray.